Hey. Start my high energy. I usually come into a room with like too much energy, and then towards the end, we kind of have this like agreed upon sort of. Rob's a little bit crazy, but all in all, he's a good kid. But if I have like a five-minute five interview, totally fucked. <laughs> well, I I don't know if I have the same energy thing. I yeah, you're, you're always kind of ch a chill, West Coast. I don't know about that, dude. I grew up in New York. I so, What I get out here a lot is that I'm an, an absolute asshole, and people are like, you're too intense or whatever. And it's and it's funny because when I get labeled an asshole, especially at work, it's because I go into a meeting and I go, "Here's the decision," and then we walk out, you know. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. decision. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry, I get paid to make decisions, and I made one. Right. Um, so yeah, that's <laughs> no. crazy. No, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm a little bit abrasive. I think if you, if you ask people yeah. who, have worked, who have worked with me in the past, it's like. That's um, just work I, have lot, I have a lot of passion, and sometimes that passion kind of comes off as being a I, little bit pushy, you know? I get that too. I get the you're too passionate. Because I'm proud. I'm proud of what I made. Like, like you're just passive about your work. Like then, then I. Right. Think it's the New York mentality. If right. you if you think that me being passionate and being proud of my work is me being like bossy, like you need to get your head examined. I, oh, whatever. Anyway, let's yeah. do a positive here. We're here with Chris, Chris, Chris Benning, design director at YouTube. Hopefully one day my future boss. I'm just going to keep making it really awkward until one day I'm just going to phone call from some like, recruiter at YouTube like, hey, we've heard. Yeah, that's usually, you know, you might need to like apply first, but like, yeah, sure. I know, I know. That's Actually, the problem, I'll say though. that, but they recruited me, so. Yeah, that's true. That's what I'm saying. Everyone always talks about like the phone call. I'm I'm ready for like you know the phone call like they're always like Google uh, called or whatever and never for me it was, a, it was an email and I thought it was spam like really well because it was like twenty yeah, tell me about this it's a good story I'm curious to know uh, it's I don't know if it's that great of a story but uh, I know like so I I got email Where were, like, you were at Urban Urban Outfitters at the time right no, I'd left I was freelancing okay. um, I was doing contract work for Nike and yeah. Jim Crew uh, Puma work and. Urban still was my biggest client after I left Urban. You worked at Urban when it was like super, super cool. Like Urban, Urban back in the day was a, was a lot more like unrefined, but like in a good way, if that makes sense. A lot more like artsy. Well, I don't know if they're not cool anymore. I'm like, I've they're still pretty cool. I've aged out. I'm in my mid forties. Like, I don't feel like I should be shopping there. Um, I used to go all the time because in Montclair, right. it was like right around the corner from my house. I, I was in a very weird scenario to be in a walking distance from an Urban Outfitters, but that was my scenario. Yeah, because I yeah. mean, even so, when I started, it was like 2000, and they only had 41 stores, and they'd open in like right. the 70s. They started in like the late 70s in Philly. Really? Yeah. So they've been around for a minute, and they just had like a really slow growth. And then, right. I mean, when I left, it was like I mean, 200 stores globally, but it was like Banana Republic had like 1500 in North America alone. So the fact really? that yeah, dude, it's crazy. Like Pacific uh -huh. Sunwear. Again, these numbers are like right. 12 years You're old. I don't work in that industry anymore and don't yeah. pay attention. But like at the time, there was something like 700 Pacific Sunwares and shit like that in North right. America alone. So Urban, when I left, only had like 200. And I've been there. I worked for them full time for like seven years and then four years of like um, contract freelance work, you know, afterwards. Yeah. But, but yeah, I got an email from Google one day and it was just like, just seeing an email come in. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, cause it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gmail or whatever, like whatever my website was, so it'd be like Chris at chrisbetting.com or whatever. The fuck. Right. And all of a sudden I get this email from some guy at google.com. I was like, oh, that's some spam. 
Like, right, you, right. It's like some, some like security thing or yeah, some weird yeah. Well, I just, I just, it just didn't occur to me because I was just right. like, what design is going on? Like, why would they? I've been working, you know, designing re like physical spaces for twelve years of my career. Then designing like products like sneakers and stuff for Converse or whatever. I've yeah. done like a thousand different like T-shirt graphics for small boutique clothing brands, but also for you know for brands like Converse and Nike and right and you know whatever. But then did also you ever did that stuff that was like in like like the T-shirt graphic game because I was super into. I, I did like over a thousand of them, dude. It's What's crazy. That? There was really? a brand called 2K that was a Japanese brand, and they licensed all these amazing artists from all over the world. Like some some folks that were like my design or like you know illustration or artists like heroes. Right. And, and then th I got asked to do a bunch for them. I think I ended up doing like twenty for them over the course of like three seasons or something. I wonder if I had shirts that you that you wore because I'm into that kind of stuff. Like back in the day, especially like packs my my screening yeah. my when I met my wife. My AOL Instant Messenger screen name was Pacific Sun Seven, like Pac Sun Seven, because I thought I was gonna be like the Hollister guy prototype. You know, <laughs> I was like the kids that I was the kids that you were probably pitching to at the time. You know, well, no, know. They, their big thing was when well, we did like uh, user research, and we sort of had like a customer in mind of who we thought our number one customer was at Urban. Wow, and it was, and it was like uh, we thought we we were sort of pitching it. I think at the time, like. We're designing our stores and think our number one customer is like a, a female who had just graduated college, maybe it was her first or second job. She was making X amount of dollars and like was like furnishing her own own apartment for the first time or whatever. Right. And we did like this user research, like had a hired group, like external group to do study thing. And I was like, nah, it's like twelve year old girls using their parents' credit cards. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's like it's like the dream and then who it really is. But but that yeah. said, those those twelve year old girls did say that they the 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 thing we were trying to design and put forth out there wasn't the reality but to these 12 year old girls we were fooling them into thinking that that was real they right. they were like no i think this is what like a 30 year old girl like in her second job <laughs> her life is like you know we're like it's okay, so funny cool. because my urban outfitters when i lived next to was in, in montclair new jersey right outside just outside of montclair state university surrounded by apartment buildings that makes right. perfect sense wow anyway yeah. moving on so then you got a job at google then they did huge right. things at Google, or the freelance, and then got a job at Google. Uh, what was yeah. it like when you first got to Google when you got, and that was to the, the headquarters? Like, where where did you work out of? Yeah, it was Mountain View. So I moved from LA. Um, they moved me up here to the Bay Area. I'm in San Francisco. Um, and yeah, I was driving down to Mountain View. And um, for I did that for three years or so, a little over three years. Is that a surreal experience, first time you go there, and, and they give you, like, no. uh, well, no. Look, Are you like I, not that impressed by that kind of stuff? Yeah, you're, you're too woke. Well, you're too like, aware. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's like I would I'm, be so happy. I'd be wearing the hat, like you know, the hat they spin around at the top. Yeah, I'd be wearing that. Oh, dude, they gave me one of those, and I just kind of like tossed it. I don't think it would fit my head, honestly. Uh, I think they were adjustable. Oh I no, I'd probably like the 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 snap at the back would be like right at the break. I have a huge head; you can't really tell. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, like. Like, I get it. Like, especially you have to think, like, this is 10 years ago or nine years ago. It'll be nine years that I've been at Google's on Saturday, my nine year anniversary. Wow. So, roughly a decade ago. So, things were a little bit different. Google was obviously huge. Right. Like, it's, there's been exponential growth in the last 10 years. Yeah. And it wasn't so much imprinted on like the zeitgeist kind of thing. It wasn't like. Right. And on top of that, like, 10 years ago, design wise, like, when I would tell people, like, 
like all my friends in LA, my clients, I'm like, yo, I can't work with you guys anymore. I have to, I'm taking this job at Google. I'm going to be like a, you know, a creative director doing stuff. And they were like, wait, what design is there to do there? Like, you're going to make right. the tools on the homepage? Like, what do you, what do you do? Yeah. And, and I, like, after like a couple of weeks, like of this sinking in of me accepting the offer and like starting to move, I'm like, yeah, wait, what the fuck am I exactly going to be doing? Like, like I kind of <laughs> forgot between the time I interviewed and by the time I started, I was like, yeah, I don't oh know. God, I love that so much. Yeah. Um, and then also like, you know, it wasn't like, like I went to the Maryland Institute College of Art. I got a degree in painting and I started doing like design and stuff like that as, you know, just, it just happened. And, and I got these like design jobs and I had spent like 12 years in an industry that was mostly like apparel fashion related things for 12 mm -hmm. years or so. Like tech was never a thing for me. Like even in college, I mean, granted being in my mid forties and like, depending who I meet, like some folks say they were doing coding and all this sort of stuff, even right. there, but I find that to be very rare in my right. age. So even when I was at uh, Micah in Baltimore, like, um, I don't really think I used the computer as a creative tool the entire four years I was at that school. It was mostly like wow. art history paper kind of thing, or like, oh, I'm gonna, I kind of want to do, I want to do this thing, I want to screen print it, so I'm gonna Photoshop a thing and make it a positive so that I can burn a screen. Like it was like minimal, yeah. and I, but I wasn't also in the design department. Right. Uh, so like tech was. Was it hard to thing. catch up then? Like, did you did you find yourself like always kind of playing catch up? Because I felt that way. Yeah. I, wasn't it's as serious about like the software, you know. I get like a, you know, and not so much anymore because it's like, it's been 20 yeah. years for me doing this now. So it's like, whatever. Right. But Design director at YouTube, baby, you're crushing the game. <laughs> but definitely <laughs> get that like imposter syndrome sometimes feeling, you know, where yeah. you you meet somebody like, yeah, my vernacular around like type and building typefaces from scratch. It's, I didn't spend as much time as some folks that have done that in and out like all day. Um, so like, you know, sometimes I'll just be like, yeah, man, like, what am I doing here? <laughs> like, yeah. Then I realized, oh no, you know, I'm here because I'm a creative director and I've been doing this for two decades and right. I've been doing it for like giant brands all globally. I did stuff for the Olympics in Athens in like 2000. Like the Google brand. Yeah. yeah. You've had an amazing career. Like seriously, I, I, I know. It's all like, accidental. It's all yeah. just happenstance. All right. If you guys have questions, we have Chris Bedegg, uh design director at YouTube. Uh, we got some questions sent in. Seeing a lot of people in here. It's good. And so, and some of these were generic questions that I interview questions that I found online. Yeah. I'm not going to say which they were, but there are some good ones. So okay. sprinkled in here are actual questions, followed by top ten questions to ask, which I okay. think will, will lend themselves to some pretty cool answers. Okay, let's try and get through as many as we can. Submit your questions right here. Jonathan Carrera is here. Great designer, by the way. Love that guy. Um, along the same line, along the same line, what advice would you give to someone wanting to pursue a career that's similar to yours? So let's let's jump ahead here. Like now, you're you know design director at YouTube. Yeah. You want to get on that path. What advice would you give to somebody who's starting from the beginning? Well, it's two different. I guess I have two different answers, right? So if one is like, if you're concerned about like more like the tech aspect of my career, there's a different answer to that or right. it's like my career in general, which has spanned like sneaker design, physical right. space design, pop-up shop design, like yeah. plus tech, plus branding, you know, it, right. so there's different answers. If it's tech, then it's like, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's like education is like a key thing. Like certain schools, I think like gear, like their programs, especially master's programs kind of gear you towards like UX and sort of the language and vernacular and the yeah. skill set you'll need to succeed here right. um, in this industry. Granted, I'm saying this industry, I've only worked in tech at one company and that's Google. So I right. don't really, it's kind of hard for me to answer that. 
for me, most of it is self-taught is how I've done a lot of things. And I just like, I didn't know how to design a shoe or do whatever. And I just did it. Like, what are just, some of, like the resources of that though? Like one of the, one of the questions that was on here was like, when, when you're learning about this stuff, do you use like, like even like current day, it's changed so much. It's, I, it's literally that whole fake it till you make it is how I've done everything. Like but someone like, like, else. Yeah. Do you Google it? No. Yeah. Google it, you know, like, or just, I don't know, because a lot of things, it's like, it's not really that hard. Like, right. I, again, I've done emotion work or any that kind of stuff, but it's like, everything else is just like, yo, man, just, like, I use Illustrator forever. And then it's like, Sketch comes around. It's like, eh, it ain't that much different, really. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and like details, but like, just, you know, like, I just kind of was like, all right, this is a thing. And I just sat down and kind of figured it out. Now Figma's a thing. So now it's like going through Figma. So it's just like, if you have like a basis in one software, it's not... Right. like crazy you know so you google things you ask friends like i haven't used skillshare any of that stuff like not saying don't not saying those things aren't good right. it's you have to also remember like me coming up like that shit didn't exist this is different like, time, right? yeah yeah like again, the internet didn't exist while i was in college i mean yes it existed but like it didn't like google didn't start till the year after college so you know my coming up is a lot right. different and to get to where i'm at now so it's kind of hard for me to say, like, for, for especially somebody who's younger, if it's like a career change, it's like, well, dude, a lot of those things aren't that hard. Like, literally Google things and just talk to friends. Talk talk to Rob here. Like, no pun intended. What, yeah, like, follow what, me the creatives. Meet the creatives NY on Instagram. That's where the party happens. I've always found, like, like school and me did not go great together. I got good grades. I just didn't like the experience. Um, being in school. And so everything I've done, it's like I've sort of learned by just doing, just throwing myself into it and just doing it. Do like, you whatever. Lot, like, have you fallen on your face a lot? Oh, yeah, or? you fuck up all the time. But, like, yeah. you know, like, I always, for me, I always had, like, a full-time gig for the most part. Like right. I said, I was at Urban for, like, seven years. And then I did, I got, like, contract works for, like, companies like Nike and stuff like that. So I always had, like, I knew a check was coming in. Or I had somebody on retainer. So I had a check coming in for just, like, quote, unquote, standard design stuff right. that I was comfortable doing. Yeah. Um, but then, like, when I started getting into the tech stuff, for me, it was, again, I'm not doing UX. It wasn't that dramatic of a shift for me. It was, I'm doing branding work, which is what I've been doing for a long time. For me, like, how I got here is just, like, just taking any opportunity, like it's one of those things too, like when I was like, I would be nervous when I was like freelancing fully, like how am I gonna eat? So like any project that came in, I just did it, um, you know? And then like, I just had a great group of friends. Like I just see my friend Holly just joined and like her- um, Hello, Holly, nice to see you. Uh, like, I, one, my, one of my best friends is dude Justin, uh, you know, her, um, her husband who passed, like he was, amazing and he he had a gallery and he taught me a lot of things just like basic stuff about like design like just like tools like hey this is how you do this in illustrator or whatever right so they just having like a good social network or friend yeah. network or like googling Being a willing learner any of that stuff like it's not rocket science man like ux design i always like this two sentence thing or one sentence thing is like you're just learning how to make boxes and boxes man and like making them accessible to people who are like have vision problems or whatever you know like it's yeah. not rocket science like yeah really isn't like and we're not doctors like i get that some designers are like saving humanity it's like are you though like because yeah. uh, when the economy goes to shit we're always the ones that get fired first so clearly we don't fucking matter like what we yeah. do is important yes but like we're not we're right. not saving money 
I totally hear you. Absolutely. Uh, if you were not in your profession that you're in now and you had and you could try your hand at something else, kind of do it again, what would that other profession be? Not design, not anything creative. I think being yeah. a creative is one of the hardest things one can do. And that's, I'm saying creative, not saying designer on purpose because like dancer, painter, sculpt, whatever. Like, right. And actually, I think like as artists, like fine artists versus a musician, for example, like like a musician, like compared to us, like a fine artist, like this painter back here, Shyam Lambert, like, like right. I don't like musicians get like this pass where they can like tour a record for like five years and no one's like, man, I fucking heard this song already enough. But like you make one like logo and then you make another logo that's similar. Like I've already seen that logo. Like yeah. fuck you. And then everyone's so mad at you. Yeah, um, constantly reinventing yourself is exhausting. Absolutely. Yeah, and then working in, branding, working in branding and just seeing like the internet fucking melt down when there's like Gap redesigns their logo and every designer on the planet who doesn't know the brief, doesn't know the business goals, doesn't know anything about yeah, what they're trying to do. Like, this logo sucks. Yeah. I can make a better logo. Blah blah. Right. It drives me nuts. So right. I would do anything that's not creative, like yeah. be an accountant, like something that I just feel like I can just come in, do my <laughs> thing from nine to five, check the fuck out, and live a life. I hear you 100%. But that said, like, uh, again, not trying to sound like ridiculously arrogant, which is I'm sure I'm coming off as, but. No, 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 no. Stand up comedy. Real, it's fine. Stand up comedy. Like, like, I don't know if you're any good at it. I fucking love stand up comedy. Like, again, I don't know if I'd ever be good at it. I've never tried it. I'm too terrified to do it. But in this scenario, it's all, you know, going back in time and restarting my life over again. So I'm going to go with stand-up comic. But Who are some I, of your favorite stand-up comedians? Because you're really into Oh, them. dude, my favorite human, period. Like, okay. I love this person more than my parents, but, you know, whatever. I don't, we don't really get along anyway. Is, <laughs> is uh, Eddie Murphy. Like, I really? grew up, dude, Coming to America is the greatest movie ever i'm so excited for coming to america too and everyone who works for me makes fun of me about that shit on a regular basis and i am so excited <laughs> eddie murphy to me like you just sit there and just just look at me straight on and like not even make a face and within 30 seconds i just be dying laughing there's just something about that man that yeah. i just thought to be unbelievably hilarious yeah. and he just gets me i i just crack up Every, I mean, I could just sit here and just in my head think about Eddie Murphy, and I'll probably just start crying <laughs> laughing. For sure. Let's go hop back to the questions here. If you guys have questions for Chris Bedig, uh, we're here talking about stand-up comedy, about Google, about YouTube. Um, let's talk a little bit about YouTube with you know your team right now. Uh, I cannot thank you especially enough for making all these amazing introductions. You know, to D Speed, um, yeah. and we have some some exciting guests coming up on the show. Dude, of all the people that I talk to, it's so funny. I have to, I have to give you credit because we've done a podcast before, and I just want to make sure that while I'm here tonight, that I put this out there. Of all the people that I've interviewed, you are one of the most like humble people that has that has not only like talked on the podcast, but then like followed up. A lot of times, these things can be so transactional, and you have like introduced me to friends that I feel like I'll be friends with forever. So, thank you to you and your team, and. Um, Shout out to everyone on YouTube because you guys have kind of taken me in as like your, you know, your ADD podcast style, I feel like. Well, I mean, I don't know. Well, well thank you. It's really, it's really nice of you to say. If YouTube wants to sponsor this show, Homeboy's got bills. Yeah, I don't know. You trust me. You know how many in nine years of working here, you know how many fucking people have like, like <laughs> rolled up like friends of mine that have rolled up and be like, yo, man, I got this soccer team. You want to sponsor it? I'm like, no. I don't, no, no. I'm not, I'm not the guy that fucking does that. No. Yeah. 
You know, like or I'm like people like Instagram. I'm hoping Instagram will jump on board with us. But it's like it's one of those things. Like no matter who I talk to, like friends, like my friend Ian. Um, oh my, was, my like, son's got a YouTube channel. You've got to see it. How much do you get that shit? Yeah, all the time. Shit like that, or it's like, hey man, I'm locked out of my Gmail. Help me out. I'm like, I don't fucking like, dude. I just do branding. Like, do you I have a problem with logo? Yeah. I'm the go-to guy for all my family and friends, and, and my, fr my they yeah. think that I'm just like gonna turn out like I have, I have people, I have friends of mine that I've been friends with my entire life that want me to just roll out an entire visual identity system for their business for free. And it's yeah. like I went to college, like you know, if yeah. you're like, hey, I got 500 bucks, it's all I got. Can you do me a solid? I'll put something together for you. But people would be like, hey, like, come on, it's for free. Like, would you have a plumber come over to your house and ask them to do it for free? Dude, no. I literally was just texting with my friend Suri, um, like, two hours ago. Right. And she does a lot of, like, uh, business partnerships with, like, artists and, like, companies and stuff like that. And she's been doing advertising and stuff, like, forever. She's amazing. She has, like... Uh, color, like she has books out, like National, New York Times bestseller, all this shit, and she still like just laughs when like big companies will hit hit up somebody like, or hit her up to like, hey, we want to use your artist for X, mm. or like, and she's like, well, this is their if you want to own the art in perpetuity, it's like thirty k, fifty k, whatever, and then the like the big company is like, no, you know, dude, we we can give them exposure, and it's like, yo, son, you can't you can't give people <laughs> exposure. That's not a thing. That being and, said, though, I'm such a pushover, though. Like, I'll, like, oh, you can't, though, because it's I know, like, I, know. Point, I, think it's better. I think I have recently got better at it. Yeah, I told her, I was like, again, this is going to make me sound like the biggest asshole, which I was with how we started this whole podcast to begin with. Dude, but, no one thinks you're an asshole. Stop putting that out there. No, it's, it's you, you will. Um, <laughs> so, you know what? When I get, I get those too. Like, someone will ask, like, hey, we want to license your art for X, or, you know, could you make a graphic for us for like a greeting card or whatever the fuck? Right. And I'm like, yeah, this is my fee, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, you know, we don't have the money, like exposure. And my stock answer when I get told that is to yeah, just say. Yeah, what do you say? What do you say? It's a not be weird. I'm like, hey, like, clearly I don't need the exposure because you heard of me. I ain't heard of you or your company and you're getting in touch with me. So, no, thank you. Like, For sure. I'm probably going to market this more than you would. And that's going to increase your sales and not really fucking help me. So, nah. Like that's I my think of it like this way. It's like it's like it's it's time. Like not and, and it, you know people always say like like time is money, but like it literally like it is money. Like if you were to take a post-it note and you were to this is actually from Christo from the future. This is an exercise they did. So shout out to the future. Go check it out. A great place to learn online. Okay, but if you were to take a post-it note and actually like write out just with a sharpie, like you know, like I watched Shameless for an hour tonight. That's one post-it note. That's one hour. But that's your time. That's something that you want to do, right? Yeah. And that's fine. Like you could take that, they could take that post-it note and light it on fire. That's your time. Do with it what you will. But if you're gonna allocate like multiple hours within your day-to-day -day life to someone's project who's not gonna pay you, like that, you can't do. Because then, well, it's, I mean, you know, that's your time. I mean, I that's heard post-it note. You and Seth talked about this last night. Seth was like, his response yeah. was like, "Yo, man, like, I don't even watch TV." And, you know, so I get like an extra eight hours of like where I can learn new things a day or whatever. And I'm like, again, this kind of goes back to I'm the exact, I'm like Seth's polar opposite. It's like, yeah, I watch like eight <laughs> hours of TV every day. Right. Like, yeah, it's fine. Binge watch. You watch any, YouTube, not, not Chris, you watch YouTube is what you have to say. Dude, I watch anything. And every, we have like, I have like everything here. The only thing I don't have is Disney Plus. I don't know why. 
You should get it. It's really nice. Sometimes if you have a really bad day, like if you get smacked in the face with some terrible news, it's just nice to just put on Pocahontas and then kind of just have like an outer body experience. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's like, I'm not really super interested in those things. I kind of want to watch The Mandalorian, but I'm like, I don't know if I care. Yeah, I can't get into new Star Wars. I'm like a Return of the Jedi kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? I like the old shit. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All right, let's keep, let's keep going here, moving right along. Um, this yeah, is a random question that I found nope. online, but I feel like it might have an interesting answer with you. Uh, what's a sound or a noise that you love? That's a random question, but I, I found it. It's actually very You're like an ASMR guy kind of thing? Like you're into like noises and shit? Oh, no, no, no. That, <laughs> we just started working on like a, an audio project, which obviously I can't talk about, but yeah. we're starting to look at audio in, in, a, in, a, in some way. And... Um, and so it's just we've been like really looking at sound or, th or looking, like, listening to sound. Listen, and stuff. Right. Um, I don't know, but there's this one click thing that I've been in love with on this quarantine right now. As I'm sitting here at my desk, like I've kind of had to move stuff around here on my desk to like put my phone up high enough on a stand, so that I'm like looking at it relatively eye level. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's good. But yeah, I, sometimes I, like, I, people is like, underneath like this. It's not. Uh, you know, man. I, there's only so many books I can put under this thing. Yeah. Uh, but I have this thing here that I, I kind of like if I'm I'm in meetings all day and I just kind of have my mic muted and I just keep doing this little click thing. So I'm going to put it near and see if you guys can okay. hear okay. sound. All right. All right. Did you hear that? Ooh, one more time. All right. Hold on. Hold on. I got to reset it. Right. Here we go. Oh, it hit the phone that time. My bad. I was going to say that was not the same thing. Hold on. Hold on. Oof. That's good. It's, that it's that sounds like the shutter of like a new camera. Like it's like a really hard click. It's this weird knife that I got, and it just sits there, and I just flick it open. It I, I really picture nice you click. having like a, like a pad, like like a Google issued like like sampler pad, and you were kind of just like holding it up, and like that was the sound. That sound so. should be out there. But I I just want to say I just want to put this out there. I want to run this by you. I'm I'm stretching the notions of who I could be as a designer. And yeah. I have an idea. I wish that there were more, and this is probably a nightmare from a logistics point, and maybe you can help me with this, but I wish that there was a way that you could have more control of like how you scrub through something using a button. So like if you could hit next, yes. and, it, and it could be 10 seconds, 15 seconds, and you can control how much that time is. I wish that YouTube and yeah. Apple could do that. Yeah. 15 seconds is a weird clunky time. It goes like they, sometimes they, way too far. If you look through the different product offerings from YouTube specifically, and I think across the board, if you know you hop from app to app, they have there's there's a crazy variance going on. Some offer like ten second jumps, thirty second jumps. Some only do like ten second backs, but thirty seconds for it's like it's it's kind of a crazy area. And to be honest, I don't know because you know UI yeah. is what I do, so I don't really know. There's probably like. Google research on certain times or like the average amount that people do the most, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I think it'll, it just, it just gets to the point, I think, where like a lot of these things will have like you can customize. Like, so to your point of like, hey, I want to, I want to be able to skip ahead like five seconds by double tapping or make that no 20 yeah, seconds. Yeah, like customize the gestures. Yeah. I, I imagine that for the, at some point, those things. Um, across the board, not just in this one specific example. I just feel that like control customization is going to be like a thing that rolls out, you know, across the board, across not just Google, but just kind of everyone as, mm -hmm. as because it's, it's all like, I think it all comes down to engineering components and like 
as they systematize everything, because you have to remember all these big companies, right? Like they weren't built like, I guess like a startup's being built now where I think people are more concerned with like the code that's being used. I remember we used to work with this guy, Sanjay, who like was one of the dudes who did some of the initial code for Facebook. And again, I'm not an engineer, so I don't fucking know what I'm talking about, but he built a lot of shit like using PHP. And he's like, yeah. that is not you want like something like Facebook built on. Right. Um, and, but that's like what we did at the time, you know, whatever. And they've had to like recode the whole thing and like whatever. And so it's like, I'm sure that like the way companies are, you know, um, starting up now or even now like companies like YouTube that are older that have been around 15 years, you know, trying to refresh that code. Isn't that a funny saying? Like in today's day and age of these days older, it's like 15 years. It's pretty wild. To think yeah, but I mean like, again, like if you think about that, right? Like most people, like even people on my team, like I joke around a lot with them about like how much older I am than they are. Um, and really some of them, I think the biggest gap's like 13 years, but I think some folks it's like five years or whatever, but right. it's still like a big gap. Like I said, like, like when I was in college, like going on the internet was a fucking nightmare. It was like this dial-up shit, and it took forever. Yeah. And like most, like anything, everything has a website now. Nothing had websites then, and no one knew how to make them. And if they did, the website sucked, and it didn't. Oh yeah, yeah. Just it was a nightmare. You didn't have like email. Like there was no like there wasn't Gmail. Like you didn't have like web-based email. You had like an email from your college. You'd be like, yeah. hey, I'm Chris at Maryland Institute College of Art edu, and then I go home for the summer, and I'm like, I guess I don't have email. So I think it didn't get good until like elf bowling. That's that that's like when that's a weird kind of a, a mark, but but the, the day that I could like look at my computer screen and go, Oh shit, they're really going somewhere with this. I you know, you never imagined it would get to where it is now, but I remember even as a kid, just like intuitively I was like, Oh wow, like this is finally not sucking so much anymore. You know? And I'm a nineties kid, so it's weird to say that. Yeah. I mean it's funny, like, because, like my like my dad like used to always like press he's like you gotta get into computers you gotta get computers and i would like resist throughout the entire 90s as i'm like you know, what did he do what was his job he worked in communications okay so he worked for like um like this my whole family immigrated from france like you know, i'm french citizen too but like you know i've lived here for 40 years oh makes sense now Got it. <laughs> yeah i mean I can, i'm sitting at my desk i pull up my passport if you want to see my french passport let's see it did you have a mustache or something Yes, and I'm wearing a striped shirt, and I'm carrying a baguette while I'm riding a bike. <laughs> but yeah, so I got my U.S. And wow. Um, but now my photo, uh, just just look like me. Okay. Um, but like Sorry. he works basically like you know like we have AT and T or Verizon here or whatever. He worked for a French phone company called FTCC, uh, France Telecom, and. Um, and they had an office in New York, so he would go back and forth a lot. And right. um, yeah, so I, that's why I spent like the, some of my childhood still going to France a lot. And like the summers, like my mom was working, my dad was working, I'd be out of school, and they would just be like, "Well, get on this fucking plane and like fly to France and stay with your cousins or like friends." And I'd spend like the whole summer just like hanging out in some weird rural part of France. <laughs> um, like there was one summer where I was like in Brittany somewhere on like a farm. And it was like some medieval castle that was crumbling. It was crazy. That sounds I, fun, though. It was fun. I mean, like, it was awesome because I was like 13 or 12. And I was like, mm -hmm. this is cool. There's like no supervision. I can do whatever the hell I want. And it's like, but then like, there's also nothing really around. There's nothing really do. There's no other kids. Yeah. Kind of like 
there's like three TV channels. Yeah, most people there's like, like they visit it on HGTV and you see the dream and then they leave. Like it's kind of like on just, you're not but just also, stuck there. There's no internet then. There's no cell phones. There's no portable oh. video games. There's fucking well, I guess it was Game Boy or whatever. But it's like, dude, you're you're like, what do I do? Yeah. Um, so I mean, it was fun, but it, you know, it was also kind of boring. Yeah. Um, so your dad wanted you to. Sorry. Oh yeah. So he was like super into. He's like he just kept pushing like. The computers are the future. Computers are the future. And it's like, I grew up in New York for the most part. And I grew up as a little indie rock, punk rock kid. And I was like, no, fuck you, dad. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to fucking get a moment. Dream, and like, you know, I'm going to go to this Fugazi show. Fuck you, dad. You don't know. It's um, so funny. Yeah. And then it's like, and then I kind of did resist, you know, and then I went to art, you know, I first went to school for history and like philosophy and literature and stuff. And then I was like, nah, I'm not into this. And then I just went to Maryland. Too much reading. Well, it was just kind of got to the point where it was like, okay, what am I going to do? So I'm going to make money. I get a degree in history, and then and then what? You know, like, is there anything that I could do with this later that I will actually enjoy? Aside from like, I just enjoy history, but like, cool, I could like go to art school or do something else, and then like, um, I just saw what Holly just. Wrote. Yeah, that's a great question. No, oh, I just, I was, well, did you make art? Dude, I was just like, you know steal farmers corn and shit and like that was about it and then i found a metal detector and i would go through their fields and i'd find old like coins and instead of saving them and be like like look at this coin it's like from roman times i would like throw it in the ocean because <laughs> <laughs> i was 12 i didn't know um i love that that's funny. but now yeah he yes yeah, so he was he was really into it and i just kind of resisted and then like you know didn't what ended up going to art school was was always really into like making things like my uncle was a carpenter my dad when he came to america didn't know english so he he was like a carpenter and electrician like off the books kind of thing yeah uh, then started to learn english and then like you know started trying to interview and get jobs and like surprisingly like even though he's just like you know we're the whitest family ever but like it was just like this giant even in Nose, new york it was like the 80s and like everyone was racist and terrible like they were like they're immigrants. They have these thick-ass French accents. Fuck these people. They're not us. They're not American. They right. don't want to give them a job. And my the dad hard like, accent to hide, too, because it's like a, almost yeah. like a little bit of a different way of speaking. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason I don't have one. It's because my dad faced so much. I don't want to say racism. Cause it's not, it's not, I don't know what it is. It's, yeah. it's prejudice. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's, yeah, he just faced so much prejudice on being I was immigrant. surprised I pulled it up myself. Yeah, I was like, I can't. I'm not thinking. Just yeah. been trapped indoors too much. Vocabulary is leaving. Um, but yeah, he just faced so much prejudice, even like growing up like in New York City, like, and sort of my mom that like, he has like all these crazy stories that like, when I finally was like in school, um, I was like in English ESL classes, English as a second language. I had a tutor. So they're like, they're like, you cannot grow up and have that stupid French accent. Your job prospects are going to be limited like ours were all that sort of stuff. Whereas nowadays, people would love it. I feel like nowadays, you'd be like, I know, now, I, I know, I'm trying to find people on my podcast. I had Matthew Beton, and, and I, could, I could say it's Matthew Beton. That's how like, yeah. you say you're French. And I get excited. Like, it just sounds, he doesn't have an accent so much, but I've had people that have, uh, Malika, wait, how, how do you say, yeah. how do you say that word? Five. You, you just, you just say like fat, and then like a little bit of the V and drop it? I cannot do it. Five. 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 Yeah, so, it's, so it's like five walk, but like really quiet. Well, I don't know. I can shout it if you want. Yeah, yeah. Say it loud. Say it loud. <laughs> Malika, five. Five. <laughs> one more time. 
it's like if I'm yelling at her like I'm her dad. I'm like, Favre, get over here. Okay, I can do that. Favre. Favre. I feel so bad, like, culturally appropriating and being like, Malika Favre. Malika yeah. Favre. I, I, don't, I don't know her, but I know, I know her work. It's really good. But yeah. She's fantastic. She's a lovely person. Is she? So yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I've seen her work a lot, and it's like, we're a big fan. Like, I've had it. I've, I've pulled stuff from hers for random, like, Hey, look at this work! It's so good. Like, yeah, she's the Pinterest queen. She's, her and John Contino have been on more Pinterest boards across the United States, across the globe, than I think any other two artists. Which is yeah. great, though. I I hope that I am one day the person that like is overly pinned. I would love to be overly pinned. By the way, I have a great Pinterest board. Do you have a Pinterest board? Yeah, I feel I, like you, I feel like you'd have a good one. No, because I, no? I don't really use it that much. It's come a long way. Speaking of, of apps coming a long way, like the algorithm functionality of Pinterest these days is really good. You could just yeah, I've been a lot more here, like since I've been home, because I'll be on like these calls all day for work, and I'll like yeah. kind of tune out, and then I'll just like they can't yeah. see what I'm doing. So then like on my big monitor, I just yeah. pull up Pinterest, and I'm just like scrolling through. So I've been I using love it. <laughs> I love when I get calls from people and the, and they're just like, oh, hey, man, like, sorry, my camera's not working. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. No problem. Oh, dude. Just so, go ahead. You can hear them scrolling through. The, like, you hear the silence as you're talking. But the, the only other time I leave the camera off is like, uh, I had a lot of 9 a.m. calls or 8.30 calls. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm going to take this It's a rough look, especially. Well, no, just, I, I'm just like, I'm just straight up laying in bed. I just have flipped the laptop open. I'm like, fuck it. I'm taking this call from here. Yeah. Uh, you know, what are you up to now for people that want to get a job at YouTube? I want to get a job at YouTube. I'm going to keep working my ass off so Dude, that I can earn it. I think it's like YouTube.com slash jobs or it's jobs.youtube.com. It's one, to apply. one variant of YouTube and jobs in a URL, and you will see there's postings there. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm unfortunately right now, I'm not hiring. Um, but yeah, my team's pretty rad. There's uh, My team's 15 people. Um, a mix. We have motion designers, illustrators, all visual design. I have no interaction folks. Um, my team's just branding and we just mostly do visual ID. We have some folks that have done some interaction, but not, not a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I have three engineers on my team. What are you looking for? Like, obviously, there's like the baseline skill set of what you should have. I had a manager a long time ago um, that had this one line that was kind of a great piece of advice like if you want the same solutions hire, keep hiring the same type of people mm -hmm. and you know i think for a lot of the identity work and how we've really redefined and re and really changed google design over the last uh nine ten years between kent project kennedy which then became material design and then now all the rebrand stuff we were working on like super like uh, long tail at youtube it's like Google had gotten to a place where they just were like, oh, did you go to Stanford? Did you go to Carnegie Mellon? Did you go to Harvard? Did you go to Yale? Cool. Like, come, we'll hire you. Right. And and finally, like, they broke that chain around when they hired me. They started hiring people from SVA, uh, MICA, um, Chicago Institute, Parsons, Cooper right. Union, and, and so on and so forth. Like, the more school. Art school. Yeah. Pratt. <laughs> uh, I know, can hear them all. I haven't gone yeah. through any of them. I went to Rampo College. Shout out Rampo well, College. But that's the, the thing is we we also have hired like you know just like there was somebody from like university of illinois like not even from chicago just like somewhere out in the sticks i can't even remember wow. um so like again it was like i don't care like stanford's a great school carnegie mellon's a great school my boss the vp wants carnegie mellon so i'm not trying to shit on the schools but it's like we're not just trying to do interaction design like we're trying to look at like 
arguably actually i don't even think it's arguable i think ar saying arguably just makes it humble like youtube is the largest like cultural hub on the planet and larger than anything that anyone's ever seen and that's just based solely on our numbers which mm. i'm not allowed to share with you but it just take yeah. my word for it it's fucking crazy Jay -Z says men lie women lie numbers don't I love that yeah, word. I mean, it's it's like I remember when I was at Nike, they they would say things like Nike, um, like I can't remember the exact stats, so I'm gonna, you know, don't right. quote me the numbers, but it's it's something insane where it's like Nike believes that every single human being on the planet engages with the Nike brand at least once every three days, meaning you see me running down the street wearing like a Nike sweatshirt, and so now you've engaged my brand because you've seen somebody wearing it, or like. Hey, and every continent, there's like clothing drops and donations and like all the soccer teams they sponsor globally and so on and so forth. Major League Baseball, it's now on the jersey, which is which is a trash move, Nike. I hate that shit. Sorry. Again, it's probably not their fault. It's probably like Major League Baseball. Whoever's talk. fault it is. I hate but, that. But for, for, <laughs> for YouTube, it's the same thing. It's like, look, like, it's like half the earth, like, goes on YouTube, like, every week, you know? Like, it's crazy. So like, I, I'm always looking for folks that like, don't have the most traditional thing. Like, like, again, we're doing branding, so we're not doing UX. So if you're like a, a budding product designer, don't listen to me. Um, but if you want to look at like branding or visual design, which is what I've been doing my whole career, it's like, yeah, like we look at for folks that have sort of non-traditional or just like good graphic design skills. We have like folks that have just worked in print forever and we hired them and it's like, they're like, yo, I've never designed anything for digital at all. And it's like, cool, but you're- well, They've got the composition, they've got- yeah. I mean, the same with me. Like, again, like, I don't have a degree in design. My degree is in painting. But like at the Maryland Institute, I don't know what their curriculum is like now, but my first two years was just like, it's all core classes. The same shit the designers have to go to. It was like color theory one, color theory two. We had to do 3D design, like one and two. Like I had to go through the whole rigors of all that stuff. So you're still- learning the basics of composition, color, all of that stuff. And as long as that shows that comes forth in your work, like that's, that's important. That's um, and so don't waste your time making these giant fucking portfolios, like a hundred fucking images. I got to click through and, you know, have a full case study. And all you did was like one illustration. Mm -hmm. Holy fuck. That's annoying. Don't do yeah. <laughs> don't make it that I, it's like an Easter egg hunt for me to figure out what your contribution was to the project. Exactly. I love it. All right. Well, it's probably going to cut us off here. Do Chris Bedegg, what's your, your Instagram handles or your whatever, where people can find you online. I think it's just my name. I think it's Christopher Bedegg. Bedegg. Yeah. I think it's Chris, it's Christopher, not Chris. Which do you prefer, by the way, while we have a second here? I don't I know. see both. That's fine. Whatever. What are most people call? What do your friends call you? Asshole. No, uh, Chris. So am I, am I in Chris, Chris? territory? Yeah. Chris, my friend, I don't know if she's still on here. My friend Davini, I saw she popped on. She just calls me Betty all the time. I, no, I like that. That's sticky. I just full name her all the time, too. I refuse like, to call you anything else but Betty from now on. That <laughs> makes you sound so cool. Thank you so much for doing this, brother. I really appreciate it. It's been amazing.